Everybody, listening to the Fair Weather Podcast, it's your boy 2K Suave. I am here with my dog A Rod, Bobby Bitch, Bobby Schmurder, Bobby Portis in the flesh. Uh, deer ain't headlights no more. The Bucks have finally won that that chip in the, in the first time in fifty years. We're gonna celebrate them today. How we doing, A Rod? <laughs> doing good, man. Uh, I think we we both predicted this wrong and we owe Giannis an apology. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't predict this wrong. Eh, I, I, I got, I have, I have the receipts. I've been, I, I can show you, I'll show you the text. My cousin asked me on June 6th at 8.48 p.m. right before the game started. I said, I don't know why everyone's picking the Suns. I personally feel like the size of the Bucks will be the reason why they win. And I said Bobby Portis would be the X Factor. I, I I predicted this. I think I think it's a 50-50. I think we both said that in the beginning. We were both like the Bucks have the size, but they're always taking three-point shots. And uh, no, we both <laughs> trashed, we both trashed how they play. Could we could we Budenholzer is a terrible coach? I still feel the same way about Coach Bud, but yeah. I had Milwaukee winning the whole time. I will show you the receipts. Uh, you know. I wasn't on that bandwagon. Even when they went down 0-2, I wasn't even, I wasn't concerned. I was like, they're gonna go ahead. They got, and when they went back to Milwaukee, I was like, Milwaukee and six. I was on that bandwagon. I was like, they're gonna win the next four. Because I remember I saw this dude play with a hyperextended knee in game one. I was like, there's no quote unquote. That's it looked bad, bro. You know that, yeah, bad. that boy played. I, 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 I genuinely was nervous. I was like, they towards ACL. And he came back a week later. Hey, we we gonna get into it. We are gonna get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with the rundown and stuff first. So uh, it's episode. What is it? We're on four twenty nine now for season two. Uh, we'll give season you a final two, episode four four twenty nine. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever. We'll, we'll do we'll do those numbers when we get to a a, a cool number like fifty, a hundred, <laughs> two fifty. Uh, so we're we'll going to we're going to finals recap. Uh, we'll talk about. You know, Giannis's unbelievable performance in game six, which was probably one of the best finals performances you got to see. Um, we'll talk about uh, Chris Paul and the Suns and how they crumbled. Uh, we'll also just talk a little bit more about that, about everything that went on in the aspects of the finals. Uh, we'll also talk about the NBA preview, uh, 22 preview. Uh, can the Bucks still be relevant and get back to the Eastern Conference Finals? We'll talk draft really quick. We'll talk free agent landings. We'll talk predictions, things like that. Just really, really far out predictions on this. Way before. too early, but whatever. Yeah, super, super early. So, and then our last topic we're going to talk about is the Olympic disaster that's going on. Um, harsh living conditions over in the Olympics. This is going to happen. Uh, once again, the Olympics mess everything up again. So, we don't know if there's going to be a 2021 Olympics. It's still up in the air. Uh, so we'll just discuss and break that down a little bit. Uh, and then for our fun segment, since the Seattle Krakens today are having their draft at 8 o'clock, uh, we decided to do top five best expansion teams of the modern era since I guess every team pretty much becomes an expansion team in a way. But we'll just say we're like the modern era from like the mid 80s on forward newer teams. You got it. You got it. That aren't accustomed to being part of the original program of the, the league 
For example, like the Bears are an original team. The yeah. Packers are an original team. The yeah. Giants, original team. That's, like, you know. <laughs> example, there would be the Jaguars or the Carolina Panthers, something Stuff like that. Stuff like that. that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we'll, we'll cool. break that down. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's jump into the show. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Have you watched Space Jam 2 yet? I have watched Space Jam 2. I liked it, actually. I did, too. I well, enjoyed it. My expectations were very low, so it completely exceeded my expectations. I and I, I think if you guys have kids or whatever, and you like to show them a nice little basketball movie for for the family, I think it was a very good movie. To be honest, yeah, yeah, we have to think that when we were kids, like that's when we went to go see Space Jam. Right. We were in the prime of liking basketball. Uh, Michael Jordan was just coming back to the NBA. Uh, Looney Tunes, I guess, were falling off. So Warner Brothers made it markable for them to team up with Michael Jordan and save the world. So same thing. It's just now it's we're adults now looking at it as crit- critiquing this thing. Oh, how are you going to beat Michael Jordan? But bro, I'm so I'm so look, I'm so sick of y'all people. Yeah, y'all really out here. Y'all really out here trying to get rotten tomatoes and critique LeBron's acting skills. He's a basketball player yeah. in a movie with CGI and animation like what do you want him to do? Y'all, y'all be tripping, man. Y'all, right? Y'all, y'all just, you know, people love to hate and they find every reason to hate LeBron. I don't personally understand. You know what I mean? Sucks to be great. You feel me? But I liked it. I, I did too. It was enjoyable. It was cool the way they did it. We don't want to make any spoilers on here, but if you haven't watched it by now, go watch it. It, it was entertaining. It was good. It wasn't a complete flop. It's different storyline than, the first Space Jam was good, and you got to see, you got to see some reoccurring characters in it, which was kind of cool. Some characters you wouldn't expect, uh, funny segments, everything through the Warner Brothers verse, which is pretty cool too. Cool. Yeah, that, that was that was my favorite part about it. Yeah, and I then why they bring back all? I mean, a lot of cool stuff, and, and I'm like, damn, Warner Brothers did that too. But yeah, it was that was that part was dope. And then they made it relatable for what the son wanted to do for a lot of kids now that they're into that type of thing. So we don't yeah. want. Spoil anything if you haven't seen it yet so go watch the movie it's really good hbo max uh if you're into pirating things i'm sure you can find it and pirate it if you want hey well no no we don't promote that kind of stuff guys we do not promote that kind of stuff that is illegal please pay for it 14.99 a month whatever hbo max is we got it free over my way kk doesn't promote it but go pirate it i don't care no 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 i don't promote that Go watch it. The Bro. feds is watching, uh, like like uh, two chains. Hey, stay right where you are. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the finals recap, man. So obviously the Milwaukee Bucks have done something they haven't done in fifty plus years. Uh, they win fifty the years to be exact. Actually, is it exact? All right, so exactly fifty years. Uh, they win the NBA championship. A lot of people were kind of writing Giannis and, and them out of the books, um, and they put on a hell of a show close games winning it down low as big men you know we were trashing him in the beginning saying why so many three-point shots it didn't make any sense uh the Suns looked so good in the first two games the way they were winning uh, against the Bucks and then just fell apart when it came down to the end uh but you know the he's the reigning MVP two-time MVP for a reason and defensive player we got to see a lot of great <laughs> a lot of great plays on his end and and not to take anything away from Chris Middleton, because before before the last game, Chris Middleton was my finals MVP until the last game when you got to see the probably the greatest greatest performance by one player in a game. So many game pivotal changing events happen because of Giannis with the blocks, with the scoring, 
with the download dunking. The game before with the alley oop from Drew Holiday was just so. I mean, that just brought chills right through my back. I was it old. did. It did. And it, and he's a guy that you can't hate. Like you can't hate Giannis. There's nothing to hate about him. You know, he's a very fun, loving, family oriented person. Very humble too. And it's and it's you know kind of piggybacking off the segment that we did with the rise of international players. There comes another one that wins Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. There's a long list of them now. You've got Tim Duncan, you've got Akeem Olajuwon, you've got Dirk Nowitzki, you've got, uh, I think Tony Parker won one, you've got Giannis. That's a whole bunch right there, right off the rip. Atenakumpo, Nigerian. Greek freak, if you, if you want to call him Greek, but that's a that's a Nigerian nightmare. That is. Akeem Olajuwon said something about him that was really cool, too. He sure did. He that sure was super did. cool. He was like, they're from the same tribe in Nigeria. Yoruba, um, we, 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 we're Yoruba. Yeah, so you, you would know better than me. So oh, I do, trust me. <laughs> so he said that his name, the sir of his, or like the sir of his name means the king has returned from overseas. And coming to America, the king has, oof. You, you can't, the, listen, you can't, this, this, obviously there's going to be a lot of Giannis praise for the next week or two, and it's going to be just over the top. And, you know, people, some people deserve it, right? You know, like, you know, this is one of those NBA finals where we didn't, I didn't really have a dog in a fight. You know, I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, when we're not doing well, I cheer for LeBron, and those are my two dogs in the fight. You know, you're a Knicks fan, and Bobby um, Portis, bitch. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, when, when, whenever you don't really have a dog in a fight, you're going to cheer for the, the underdog, or you're going to cheer for the, for the good story, or you're going to cheer for the guy that just kind of deserves it, right? And uh, Giannis is one of those dudes where, like, you know, every every really really, if you think about it, for the for the most part, most really great players have to go through some kind of like heartbreak and, uh, and adversity. Uh, hence, why I feel like this is actually going to be good for Devin Booker, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, because I feel like he needed to go through this heartbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. But for Giannis, I mean, you know, I was, you think about it, Magic Johnson and Tim Duncan are only two superstars, like top like top tier superstars I can think of that won championships early on, like Magic won it as a rookie. Tim Duncan, I think, was a second-year player, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Giannis, I mean, he had the heartbreak of a couple years ago where the you know, they were up 2 on Toronto, and uh, they built that wall and couldn't get it done. Then he goes to the bubble, and then Miami happens, and Miami just – I mean, they made – at that point, that's when I thought Giannis might have to leave. I'm like, Giannis might need to go to a different team. Um but this year, they won at Miami in the first round, beat the brakes off of Miami. We were talking about it all year. We said the only team that could beat Brooklyn was, was Milwaukee. I know me and you have been ahead of that since February or January or whatever. Yeah. The only team that could possibly beat Brooklyn was Milwaukee. Now, obviously, injuries didn't help uh, Brooklyn. And, you know, Kevin Durant was all world in that series. But at the end of the day, you know, Giannis was able to kind of just hold on just a little bit, got it to overtime, and did his thing in that overtime. Winners win, bro. Winners win, exactly. And then, um, and then the Atlanta series, you know, Trey Young obviously was hurt for a couple games, but I mean, so was Giannis. And we thought this, we thought this, this Cinderella story basically would come to an end when he came down on the alley oop, uh, uh, playing defense, and his knee buckled and. We thought that was it, right? This man, you know, who, who's that guy who played for the Knicks? Willis Reed. 
Mm-hmm. This man Willis reading his his way into game one. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. He came into the game one. He got he his speed. Game one. Huh? He didn't have a like a memorable game one. Well, so. he didn't, he had, I mean, he was just he didn't even know he was gonna play, right? Yeah. He got on the court. He had he still had 20 and like 15, 10 and 20 and 12 or something like that. And game two, they lost as well, but he dominated game two, right? So because when he dominated game two, that's when I kind of actually realized they're going to win that series. Why? I felt like Milwaukee was just, they just needed to get some home cooking. Drew needed to go home. Chris Middleton needed to get home. Connaughton needed to get home. Bobby Port, all these guys, they they were missing. They were just not playing with the set, the same sense of focus. And I think if they, if they, my thought was that if they won game three, I think they had, they figured something out and they figured it out. Drew Holiday is the, is an amazing defender. He should be first team all defense every season. There should never be a debate about that. I mean, he put, he's putting clamps on Chris Paul and then he said, all right, they said, go get Devin Booker. He put clamps on Devin Booker. And then uh, Chris Middleton, like you said, he was your, he and you and other people thought Chris Middleton was probably MVP for a little bit. I never felt that way. I felt like, you know, just because you, you help close doesn't make you a, you're making the MVP, but that's neither here nor there. Here nor there. But Chris Middleton stepped up when he needed to, uh, and and then the size. I said, you know, I I, I, I it's on the Twitter feed, guys. If you want to go see it, I I I quoted myself and retweeted myself just so y'all know that I wasn't playing. I put this in game one. I said, honestly, Milwaukee should be the favorite. Why? Because they're too big. They got Giannis. They got Brook. And you saw Brooke Lopez put a homie on that poster. Uh, DeAndre Turn Ayton. Back the clock. Turn back right, the he clock. turned back the hell out of He looked like Stanford. He throwing, he's dunking. And then Bobby Portis with the crazy eyes and the, and the rebounds and the three. I'm like, yo, there's too much. And then Connington was getting like seven rebounds a game. P.J. Tucker was getting like seven. It was just, it got to a point in which Phoenix was too small. They're a jump shooting team. They were not able to get to the free throw line. And DeAndre Ayton looked like a, a rookie. And first two games, he looked good. And then he just disappeared. That home crowd, man, that home crowd was something. They like, they made him look. I heard people call him David Robinson. And, and what did you say, Hakeem? They, they, no, they, your boy said Hakeem. I heard Jack comparisons. Your oh. boy on the on the Twitter feed. Oh Lord, I was like Hakeem David Ross. I need to chill the hell out. They said so, Shaq comparisons two weeks ago. The young got, Shaq, the way he moves. And and I love DeAndre Ayton. Don't get me wrong. He's he's like a, a third Nigerian too. By the way, we got Niger- but Nigerians all through the NBA. He's the same as Devin Booker. Like this is a good learning curve. Yeah, bro. Think about it. Phoenix hasn't been in the playoffs in ten years, and their first trip to the playoffs during the NBA Finals. <laughs> Book's never been there. DeAndre never been there. Chris Paul's had heartbreak after heartbreak. And the only other guy that's had experience was Jay Crowder. And let's be honest, Jay Crowder is okay, but he's not like, you know, I'm not, I mean, Mikel Bridges is young. Uh, Cameron Payne is young. I mean, they're, they're a young bunch of guys. The fact that they got this far, honestly, was a Cinderella story in itself. So the I think they just became like the popular team to pick because they everyone thought it was Chris Paul's time. I mean, I know for a second I thought it was their time. I know you thought it was his time as well. But Giannis, the Greek freak, nah, bro, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't having it. Yeah, you, you, I mean, Chris Paul was easily deserved of it too. He's he's deserving of a ring, but the the Chris Paul ring watch still continues. Um, 
it, it's it sucks. You know, people were ragging on him for his bad game five and four, but game six, he stepped up in my opinion. There was some, there was some, you know, missed shots, but that that wasn't on him. Devin Booker missed more shots than anybody out there, and he's your he's your easy money sniper out there every time. Chris Paul so, had a great game six, honestly. If you want to, yeah. you want to go back and look at the tape and what and the stats and everything, Chris Paul had a, a great his normal Chris Paul game. It was like you like you were saying with DeAndre Ayton and, and Booker. Yeah, they just they became obsolete when when Cameron Johnson is like your second leading scorer or or Jay Crowder. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is a good guy in your starting lineup, but I can't stand the guy. Who's, <laughs> I got no beef with the guy, man. I just I just think that he's a guy to have on your offense. He's kind of like, in my opinion, he's um he's like a PJ Tucker. He can be in the starting lineup and facilitate the things you needed him to do. And if you need him to score, I mean, he can score, but he's not like your go-to guy. He's not going to be one of those options. Yeah. But if he's out there, I saw that my I saw that man hit so many three pointers when he needed to hit him, and he was automatic. He, he was not. He was hit. He was hitting them like he honestly. He's the reason why he even went six. They could have lost the series in five if you ask me. But Crowder, Crowder to me, he came in and he you know he was hitting these threes wide open, wide open, wide open. Like some for whatever reason, he found a way to always be wide open. I'm like, bro. Are you not going to put a body on him? He's making these shots. He's yeah, he's obviously confident. That's the thing, man. But but it's it's he led the team. He led their team in rebounds yesterday. <laughs> Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton went twelve and six, and he played thirty eight minutes or something like that. Yeah, how you go twelve and six? <laughs> it's a learning curve for these guys, man. They they got to get it together. Um, and and you hate to see it happen to Monty Williams because he's such a nice guy. Oh, you saw he went to that locker room. He went to the locker room. He oh. cried during his thing. Dude, his wife passed away in a car accident. No. He's got so many things going. Like, I don't want to say against him. He's got a lot of things going for him now. But uh, you you want to root for a guy like that. He's a player's coach. The young guys, like him. He's, he's not too old either. Um, Jeff Van Gundy coached him. Mark Jackson played with him. They have he's, I mean, he's a former there. NBA player. Like, people love to play for former players. It's like they can relate. And you know, like I was hearing this comparison. I've heard, like, I think I heard Rich Eisen say it. I heard uh, Jeff Van Gundy say it as well. They compared him to Tony Dungy. And I was like, yeah. perfect. I mean, perfect. he that's the, the perfect comparison. Just two just really stand-up guys, you know, you know, really, really into their faith. Mm -hmm. uh, both had tragedy that happened into their lives, but didn't affect their coaching. You know, guys, you know, rally around them and want to play for them. I was like, that. that is, I mean, you, we need more Monty Williams in the, in the, in the NBA. I mean, and coach Bud, you know, you know, as much crap as I give him, I mean, he's a, he's not a bad guy either. So I feel like this was a series where there was really nobody that you just hated. Like some people may hate like Jay Crowder or PJ Tucker, but outside of that, I mean, who do you really just, there wasn't any, it was just, out. it was just for marketing purposes. It wasn't, it wasn't a marketing purpose thing. Like nobody, one was like, I really want to go to Milwaukee to watch this, except Chris Tucker, who goes to every NBA Finals. That's the yeah. only guy that I know who would do that. <laughs> uh, stars were out, though. I mean, Dave Chappelle was there. Larry Fitzgerald was there. Uh, a lot of dudes was there. But it was just, in my opinion, it, was, it wasn't a boring Finals. I'll say that. Oh, it not at not all. A boring finals. Game, game four, five, and six, high-level basketball throughout. And I was, was, like, on the edge of my seat the whole time, like, oh, what's going to happen next? And the funny part is the, the shit that we predicted was rectified and fixed. Like they, they fixed it. Yeah. All those stupid three point shots they were taking in game one and game two, 
we were just like play low or, or what did we say and sure enough they did it it's Six so split. simple i'm like yo you are you have three guys who are about seven feet and Giannis is not some, somebody who can be guarded one-on-one period um brooke lopez is long and he he has a lot of finesse around the basket and bobby portis is a psychopath why wouldn't you play inside? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so, so with that being said, um, what is the reason that you think that the Suns imploded? Because game one and two, they were going with a full head of steam. You know, they were giving the Giannis the, the countdown at the free throw line. Uh, Suns in four was the chant once again. And they just crumbled. What do you think it is? I, I mean, I got a good idea. I think it's, I think it's more youth is what the problem is. It's just youth. And we say it all the time that age in the NBA is going to get you more, more the more push through the final to like deeper into the finals run yeah, or deeper nice. into the playoffs. So that's yeah, that's yeah. my personal thing that I think it is because obviously Brooke Lopez has been to the uh, playoffs before, but he was the best player on Brooklyn for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I mean he went there with the Lakers too. With I think was Kobe there or no? Kobe wasn't there. No, then. this is this is towards the end. Yeah. So this was, is like a couple of years ago that he, he ended up in Milwaukee. Yeah. So he's he's been to the playoffs before with Milwaukee with with uh Brooklyn. Uh, uh Bobby's been there with the Bulls before. Uh PJ Tucker's obviously been there in it day in and day out. With the Rockets. There's a lot of guys on that team that have Giannis has been there, Middleton's been there. This is the first taste for a lot of the guys on the on the Suns. And campaign, I know, has been there, but he hasn't gotten any playing time like yeah, he know. wasn't really there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean to answer your question, it was a combination of a few things. Number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They had no answer for him. Now, what other teams did to, to defend him better, they actually built a wall. They ain't trying to build no wall in Phoenix. So I can put some of that on um, on Monty Williams, which I hate to do because I love I like Monty Williams to do good do. You know, I know when we had uh, we had Loso on, we did our awards, and we all picked Monty Williams to be our coach of the year. You know, we you, you gotta love Monty Williams, a good dude, but Giannis averaged 35, 13, and five assists. He got, he, I mean, when I told, we were talking about this before, we were talking about all, like, whose legacy just helps more. I was like, you know, it helps Chris Paul, help, it would help Chris Paul's legacy more. And then we were kind of get, we got into the conversation about Giannis. And I was like, you know, as much as we were trying to kind of diminish what he's done, you mentioned it like he, he is writing a Michael Jordan Hall of Fame. His resume is crazy. Not he's, Michael Jordan, but fuck it. He's checking off boxes. Michael has no, checked he's checking off every box and it's, it's crazy. And we I know we like to find flaws because his, his game is not sexy, but he's a big man. He just happens to have a little bit of handle. And, you know, we, we get into this whole conversation about best player in the NBA and most dot like remember Shaq is the most dominant player ever, right? That's what everyone consensually always says. Who is the most dominant player of all time? Oh, Shaq. Giannis is more towards that path. He may not ever be the best player in the NBA. I mean, he could be. If he starts getting an 18-footer and a, a three-point shot, it's, it's over for the league. Honestly. Oh, yeah. honestly, if he gets a jump shot, there's nothing the league can do about him. But right now, he's on that path of being the, the most dominant player. Shaq co-signed it, too. He, you know Shaq never wanted to call Dwight Howard Superman. No, Paul Giannis Superman. Okay, this man is, is 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 a dominant force. So he's, I mean, to me, they didn't have any answers for him. 
So that's the number one reason. Number two, I mean, I, to me, it's more of what Milwaukee did. It had nothing to do with Phoenix because Phoenix in games uh, four or five or six, they were right there. They should have won game four, but they imploded at the end. Youth has a lot to do with that. Um, game five was right there for the taking. They, game five, they were up 16 points in the first quarter. Should have won that game. But Milwaukee, I mean, Chris Middleton, and then Drew Holiday. That was my other one. Drew Holiday, I know we talk about Middleton a lot as being their second guy. Drew Holiday changed the series. And now you see you see the difference between Eric Bledsoe and Drew Holiday. Eric Bledsoe, if they still had Eric Bledsoe, I promise you they would have got swept. Promise yeah. you that. <laughs> the thing about Drew Holiday that helped is like we know him as an all-star player for his scoring in Philadelphia when he went to the the um where is it the Pelicans? Oh, he, he was a scorer and all around like their best player there. He was but he was he's always been this top-tier defensive player. But, it's always but, been like that. Yeah, but he God man, like there were just so many pivotal steals that he had that he he's in the right spot at all the time. Because he watches film. You could tell he, he watches knows, film. And he knows how to, like, not draw a foul. Crazy. No, it's think about insane. it. The whole Milwaukee team knows how not to draw fouls. Like, how aggressively that they play and all the rebounds that they get, they know how to just – like, P.J. Tucker, he had some phantom calls called on him. But P.J. Tucker, was, to me, was playing a lot – very good defense. Giannis, all his flying in the air that he does <laughs> – he does not pick up that many fouls. And then Drew Holiday, like that, that one game five where Devin Book was going for the game winning shot, Drew just snatched it from him. I mean, it was it was a clean rip. He complained. That's like your big mistake. Don't complain. Go on defense, bro. Book, just book shit is happens. Book yeah, is you're gonna, it showed. It showed. So youth is a big thing. It's the youth. You, and and definitely the man behind you, man. That, and then, there's no, there's no answer for that. Yeah, it's a cheat code. It's definitely a cheat code. To I have. mean, seriously, I played against him on, on 2K, and Giannis is hard to stop in 2K, man. I, got, I don't have no, I don't have no answers for him. Yeah, so if like he's that good in a video game, there's a reason why he's that good in real life. It's like that year Steph Curry was shooting like crazy numbers from the three point line, and his 2K rating was like, I think it was, he was better than his 2K rating. Or, yeah, or exactly. Sometimes you get those, and we gotta talk about Giannis again. I'm sorry, I'm 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 a, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Giannis fan today because of how much right now I hate Ben Simmons because Ben <laughs> Simmons could be just like this if he just tried hard. But we've been talking about his free throw shooting for the longest time. That's been the common thing. That's why I couldn't put him ahead of you know we're talking about all time power forward. I'm like, there's no way he can't shoot free throws and this and that. And bro, uh, but he went 17 for 19 yesterday. I, I he looked like he looked he looked like Steph Curry. I'm like, bro, what what the hell am I watching right now? He's 17 he of 19. He wasn't in Phoenix either, and he and he wanted it, bro. He wanted, oh, it. He wanted it. He was like, I will go to the free throw. Like that's a that's a difference. You can tell when someone's not scared. I mean, the dude is is in the paint playing aggressive, meaning you have to foul me or I'm going to dunk on you. This, didn't bother him. Didn't bother him. The thing is, and, and I love Chris Paul, but I also think Chris Paul is the most pettiest player in the NBA. When Chris Paul said, like, huh. we know he's going to miss him, and he even knows he's going to miss yeah. him. Once again, that's where, like we say, commentating fucks up, like, scenarios mm-hmm. where players shoot themselves in the foot. Chris Paul, just play the game, bro. What's a Jordan meme? Exactly. He took that personally. 
He took it personally. Giannis took that person. He was like, yeah, yeah, this, I can't see free throws. I made my freaking free throws. I was like, yeah, you did. You sure did, Giannis. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right. happy for him. It's, a, it's another great chapter because the whole family is a – basketball will always be a just like baseball to me. It's always a love story. And, yeah. and you get to see – I mean, that's sports in general, honestly. I don't. I don't get that with football. I get it more with baseball and with and with uh, basketball. You don't get like, it with football. Do you not? You don't get it with football. You don't be seeing where they be, bro. Football them. players. They be. They be coming from nothing, bro. And they're crazy. They're crazy enough to want to play football. It's the same story, <laughs> carbon copy all over everybody. But with with Giannis and the brothers, like it's you come from overseas. The brothers, yeah. Basically panhandling in the streets, selling shit. Uh, then you get picked up by some NBA coaching thing and they develop you into something. You come over here and you play in the NBA, you get drafted and you all win. Like everybody's won. Man. All of them, bro. Like all, all three of them. Rings. And it's, it's just, it's cool. It's cool to see that. It's a, it's a total, it's a total like love story just in itself on the way that they came. Absolutely. About so another question, now that the Bucks have won the NBA championship, uh, we always said that the East is just ridiculous this year. It's been a ridiculous roller coaster of teams. And we said the Nets are definitely the team to beat. Obviously, injuries, things like that played into stuff. It sucks. Really quickly, let me say something. Remember how LeBron was in the East, right? Yeah. Every year you knew LeBron coming out the East. Ever since he left, Kawhi got one. Uh, Miami somehow got there. And now Giannis got himself one. Like, it's going to be a revolving door until one of them put their foot down, like, all right, this is my shit now. So we're going to see who that next guy is. But you remember that every year. Like, in the West, it was like the Lakers or the Spurs. The Lakers or the Spurs. Yeah. Oh, Dallas in there sometimes. Dallas. And then Dallas had two little random appearances. (laughs) So, um, and the Warriors. Can't can't forget the Warriors. Well, this is now, that's 2010, like later, but. But the whole 2000s, it was yeah. Spurs and the Lakers, Spurs and the Lakers. Dallas had a couple, and then OKC, and then, then Golden State happened. But, yeah. So, so now that they've won it, could you see them as the clear favorites again to go in the East next year? So, funny that you asked that. As of right now, the Vegas odds has Brooklyn. One more, one more, one more to piggyback off of that. Yeah. Could you see Milwaukee now as a marketable place since they did it without really a, a big three kind of per se. They went and got a Drew Holiday. And I mean, they're three great players, but they didn't get three giant So this more this, homegrown talent, even though Middleton's been traded there from Detroit. He's been there eight years with Giannis and done all that. All right, so, let's look, let's look at the since let's go and stay the side, all right? 2019, who was the NBA champion? What's that? Who won the NBA championship in 2019? The not the Lakers. It was Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. It was Kawhi Leonard and kind of Kyle Lowry. Not a big three. And, Pat, and what's his name? Pascal Siakam. Yeah, or come on, man. Like that's not a big. <laughs> no, that's seriously though. That's not a big three. Like the whole the, the whole concept of a big three. It was Kawhi, and it was um and it was um Kyle Lowry was, to an extent. It was a good team with adding a really good player that they right. needed. Twenty twenty. It was LeBron. It was AD. There's no third superstar there. And with the rest of it, which is a really solid team put together. Dwight played his role. JaVale played his role. Rondo played his role. KCP was the third leading scorer. He's not a star. Like, come on. 
Caruso, and now 2021. We, I mean, question. I know injuries have played a part in all of this, right? But still, the last three champions have not been a big three. So I think this whole narrative of they're the first team ever, like, no, this is not anything new. Like, Dallas wasn't a big three in 2011. Um, Miami wasn't a big three in 06. I think, I think the narrative on that is that Giannis stuck around and stayed legion, like, like faithful to Milwaukee and didn't move on when everybody else is like, I can't win here. Or there was a hiccup in the negotiations in the contract, or they traded his best friend and he didn't want to be there anymore. So there was just comfortability with that, keeping Middleton, not moving on from Middleton and then getting the small, tiny pieces until the biggest, the, the two biggest things that they got for Giannis this year was a point guard, so he didn't have to keep bringing the ball up all the time. Yeah, and not the answer. <laughs> yeah. And and um, PJ Tucker, I always say it is just yeah. he's just, he was he's excellent. He's, a, he's the excellent plus minus guy on the court. <laughs> he's he's what analytics people love. love. Mm-hmm. All he shoots is corner threes and gets rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's the analytics dream three and D player, right? But to me, this whole notion of you know Milwaukee being a small market, like look, listen, listen. Toronto and Milwaukee are two of your last three championships. And Miami got their, got to the finals last year with just Jimmy Butler, right? That wasn't a big three either. So this whole, I think this whole three, big three narrative has died ever since. Cause whenever, when KD went, now KD ended up getting James Harden with that. But when KD went to Brooklyn, I thought all big threes are honestly dead. There's no other really, I mean, think about who's a, who's a big three. It's a two tandem now. That's what it is. And Middleton is an all-star. Drew Holiday is an all-star and a first first team all defensive player. Um Brooke Lopez is an all-star. Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez used to be an all-star as well. So to me, I think this is a it was a bit Milwaukee has been the has been the favorite to come out the east for the last three years, mind you, right? They they fell on their face in 2019. Uh last year was just a weird year with the bubble, and then the shooting happened and they wanted to, you know, leave. They were not mentally supposed there last year, right? This year, they were mentally locked in. Health was on their side. They got here. So, to me, Milwaukee, it shouldn't be a surprise that they got to the finals, let alone one. Uh, can they be back next year? Right now, Brook, the, everything lies on, on the health of Brooklyn and what the hell is going to happen with Philly. Because it's still those three. Those three are the big head monster. It's Milwaukee. Brooklyn and Philly. That's the three-headed muscle. Atlanta had a magical season. I don't expect it to happen again next year where they run in the conference finals again. Um, New York, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, who else is it? Boston. Boston and Miami are just tricky. You don't know. They, they can go either way. They got a first. They got a, a brand-new coach in Boston now. He's a first-year head coach now. Miami... I don't know what their identity is. It's Jimmy Butler and Bam, and there's just a bunch of guys. So to me, it's those three, the clear cut. If Brooklyn's healthy next year, I don't see why Brooklyn can't be in the finals. If Philly, if we somehow are able to get Damian Lillard, I don't see why we're not in the finals either. <laughs> or if Ben Simmons somehow figures <laughs> figures something out, then maybe. But it, to me, it's a toss-up between those three. And like I said, right now, the favorites, Los Angeles and Brooklyn are tied for first. Golden State somehow is third. And then Milwaukee is fourth. Because they're expecting Clay to come back. They're expecting Clay, and we know how that used to be. But 
is not the same Clay and Draymond anymore. <laughs> Steph is still Steph, but can they come out? I don't see why not. I mean, they're gonna make they they gotta figure out. You know, it was, I don't know what the contract situation is with uh with uh PJ Tucker right now. Uh, Bobby Portis. I, I think they're all they're probably all on one year deals. They have ninety million dollars a year tied into into their big three, quote unquote. So we got to figure out what's going to go on financially uh, with the, with that team. But if Brooklyn's healthy, I think Brooklyn comes out. Otherwise, Milwaukee's the best threat to that. So, and as far as them, what's your next question? This is the next question was: Are they marketable? Like, if marketable. you're a player now, like, would you want to go play for Milwaukee as opposed to going to Brooklyn? Because everyone sees Brooklyn as the easy way, to, the easy path to a championship because you've got three superstars, obviously. But now you've got a reigning two-time MVP, a reigning Finals MVP, and now an NBA champion and a DPOY Defensive Player of the Year and Defensive player All-Star player. MVP. He's got he's got everything checked. Jordan, most improved player. <laughs> Jordan esque, Jordan esque on everything. Man. Jordan esque, check check in boxes. But you have him, uh, his his Scottie Pippen or Robin, whatever you want to call him, and Chris Middleton, who's been faithful to him, letting him take the shine when he needs to take the shine, and when he's not shining. We they do it all the time. They say he's better than him. He's better than he's not better than Giannis. But when he needs to play his role, he plays it right. And then you went and got Drew Holiday for how many years he's there, and and they're gelling. They're gelling and they're playing good basketball. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of guys you can. I mean, you got Divincenzo when he comes back, who's he's young. Coming back. I don't like Pat Connington, but he's he stays on the floor too much. But he he gets the he gets he the call. Get, he does what he's supposed. He knows. Listen. The secret to basketball, you need a super superstar, you need a complimentary star, and then you need a bunch of guys that just know their role. The problem that, like the for example, the Lakers had this year, Dennis Schroeder did not know his role. Dennis Schroeder's in a contract here. He thinks he's the best player on the team. Should have been coming off the bench. He didn't know his role, right? Uh, you know, there's a certain team that they got guys who just don't know their role. Like Milwaukee is like. And I heard, who did I hear say? I think I heard Colin Cotter say it. And I, I, I kind of agreed with him. They're San Antonio-esque. Like, they got a, Tim Duncan is was the focal point. The focal point here is Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. Ginobili and, and Tony Parker are two just underrated stars, right? Mm-hmm. That's Drew and Chris Middleton. Drew and Holiday and Chris Middleton are two underrated stars who play their roles perfectly. Middleton will not score a point in the first half but you need him in the fourth quarter for the for three minute stretch. He gonna get you ten points in a row because he knows he can. And the Drew Holiday knows I'm gonna guard him. I'm gonna guard him. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna do that. So those there's two, you have your mega superstar and then two guys that know the role. All they need to do is keep filling in the pieces with just complimentary players. They don't need to go get. I mean, like what the kind of free agents they're going to get are going to like, think about it. When they got PJ Tucker in, in, in that trade at the, at the deadline, no, 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 it was a buyout, right? It's a buyout. Yeah. When they got PJ Tucker, I was like, man, that's actually a very good sign. Like that kind of signing where it's like, it seems small in the moment, but when the playoffs start, you realize, damn, that was great. Drew holiday for Eric Bledsoe. That was perfect. Like two small moves, get bringing in Bobby Portis. Perfect. Like guys who know their role. That's exactly that's what they can be. So they don't need to go attract anybody. They don't need to go try to do anything. Complimentary players are gonna want to play there. I mean, Milwaukee is not a horrible state. I mean, a city. It's just you look at their fans. Like 
those fans are infectious. You want to play for a fan base like that where they're waiting for you outside and waiting for you inside. They're gonna buy you McNuggets and 50 piece tenders and they're gonna they're gonna take care of you in that city. So there's a bar, there was a bar giving out uh how many free throws did he make? 17 17. Giving out 17 free shots for for his his performance. Well, listen, and, and, and they got like they got they got Packers players there always chugging. So you know you're gonna see maybe an Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron yeah, Rodgers is a minority owner in them too. He is. He got a championship last night. So to me, it's not like it's a. I mean, and they if you look at their history, I mean, they've always had yeah Ray Allen. They had uh, uh, Michael Red. They've had uh, Len Robinson, Sam Cassell. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They've, they've always had really good. Do you remember those grueling series where my Sixers were with Iverson was going up against Milwaukee? Like it was Milwaukee, and then those three Toronto. in Milwaukee. Bro, those were some good series. So Milwaukee is, is, has always been a semi-relevant team. They just finally broke through this year. That's all that happened. So guys are going to be playing in Milwaukee regardless. I mean, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good culture out there. So I think it, well, to answer the question, I think I think it becomes more marketable. I think you can get better guys because if you if you look at the finals, I know they don't they don't put like the entire roster out there, um, but I think they can attract more pieces now. I think there's going to be players that you can get. Well, what kind of pieces would they even need to attract? Like they got they, the perfect pieces, and they're going to they keep. Do. It, it all depends who stays and who goes. So, like to complement, like if if PJ Tucker leaves, which I don't think he'll leave. I don't think PJ Tucker is going to demand a lot. I mean, he's 35. I don't know if he wants to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, if they want his services, you know, hey, come back and come on this deal. I think they can keep him. Bobby Portis put on a show. Somebody might want to overpay for Bobby Portis. Now you got to pay for that. Get another guy to, to replace Bobby Portis. And there's um, plenty of guys like that. You can get yourself a Jay Crowder very easily. You can get yourself a... I'm just saying, I think now, before a lot of people were hesitant to go over there because they say, oh, you've got Giannis, that's cool. Um, but y'all never go that far. Y'all got the hiccup. I, I haven't heard that narrative. Uh, I'm just going by from what I see. Like, this is the first year you saw Milwaukee finally spend and go get a Drew Holiday. When have they ever said, we're going to go get somebody? This is the first time they got... Drew Holiday, and when we saw that, everybody's like, "What's that going to do for you?" You and I know, like, he's an he's an exemplary number three, a two, lockdown defender, and he'll know his role on the court. Yeah. He's never been like the most talked about point guard. He's like Mike Conley. He's the most un- they're under- cut from the same cloth. Yeah. But you think about it, Mike Conley chose to go to Utah, and to me, Utah and Milwaukee are just very similar. Like, just teams that are always there. But they just need that extra veteran leadership. My colleague to me was perfect for for Utah. That's taking notice for stuff like that. That's people taking notice of that. Those are players that are are noticeable of situations. And then there's players that you can say, "Hey, you're going to come over here, but you're going to take what Bobby Portis's role did. And you're going to do this." So that's they're not going to they're not going to attract a Durant or no, a Kyrie. Saying, I mean, but they're going to get the perfect B level players. Yeah, exactly. Like good players that fit around is what I'm saying. Before, and that's like, that's like, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, San Antonio has been doing that for years. Dallas has done a good job with that. Um, Toronto has done a good job with that. So to me, it's like, you see it happen in Milwaukee. Like I said, it's, it's like, it's not a, it's not Miami. It's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. I feel like their signings are stupid all the time. Like they would go out and get like George Hill or somebody else and i'm like that's not what you need like it's like it's i don't want to bring baseball i'm just gonna say baseball quickly like the rays just go get go get nelson cruz and you'll win that you'll win the world series all you need is someone that hit home runs 
bring RBIs, and, and the Bucks needed a guy that could facilitate the point and another lockdown defender, and boom, look what you did. You did it. Yes, I mean, I, I, I mean, I agree with that point. I mean, I feel like, you know, like I said, they're never going to, I don't know for sure, but they're not going to go attract a Durant or a yeah, Devin Booker, but they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do a good, like, this whole notion where the super team versus, like, the homegrown team, like, nobody on this Milwaukee team outside of Giannis was drafted by Milwaukee. Yeah. So this was a team that was built. Drew Holiday was a trade. Chris Middleton was a trade. DiVincenzo uh, wasn't, though. He was drafted. Div- All right. DiVincenzo, he didn't even play last in the series. No, but DiVincenzo, it's, it's, who else? It's DiVincenzo and it's Giannis. Drew Holiday, Pat, I mean, uh, not Pat Bev, uh, PJ Tucker, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. Like, they're all from other so they all they did is they did a good job bringing in players that were willing to buy in none of this was built in milwaukee so i i feel like that was a that was a narrative that i keep hearing my love this wasn't built here like they went and got these players because they they've been building for this moment and they finally broke through they should have broke through two years ago and beat toronto i don't even think about it so it's not they've been brewing this for a while yeah but i like i just think like where they differ from other teams is they get the buy-in people, people to buy into this. And they're people who you want to see as like kind of like rejects in a way. Like Brooke Lopez. When he went to the Lakers, we're like, oh Brooke Lopez is done now. There's there's no more gas left than Brooke Lopez. I was just a, that was just a weird time in Lakers history. That's all it was. It was very weird. And and then you see Bobby Portis go to the Knicks and he didn't have a bad season there, but you're like, ah, eh, Bobby Portis is gonna sucker in and you know, his time is done now. And they got 40 power forwards on the roster as well. So exactly. point. <laughs> it, makes, it makes no sense, but, but guys bought into that culture, but I think, I think they become marketable. I think they can get like a good class of free agents, not obviously superstars or all stars, but role players, role playing, which basketball. is what all they need. They just need, all they need. that's all quality you need. role players. you got your, you got your core. Now get the role players to put around it. Now. Exactly. That know their role on top of that. That's the other thing. And, and, defend defend the o'brien trophy man so there you go uh, let's since we're still with nba let's talk nba preview 22 we've been talking we've been talking about the bus a long time we didn't give the suns any credit for anything but um I mean, we said i mean we pretty much said i mean think about it monty williams came up short so do you think do you think let's give a lay of the land for next year we're gonna have hopefully a healthy lebron james hopefully a healthy ad Hopefully uh, James Harden comes back after his little scare in France with the little weed pop that little baby had, and he's and he's in NBA shape. Uh, hopefully everybody's injuries are, that all happen towards the end of the season are all coming back. I know Kawhi Leonard probably won't play next year, uh, but can the Suns? Do you think there's a pathway for the Suns to get back to the finals? Looking I think the, the Suns might not even make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I'm. I think they'll make the playoffs, <laughs> but I. I don't think they're going to the finals. What do you think a better chance of it? Them going to the finals or them not making the playoffs? Uh, them not going to the finals. Make, I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I got. Cool. I I think this is a big winning, like big learning curve for them. And I agree. But on my list of things to talk about are free agent landing spots, and Mister CP3 is a free agent. He's technically not a free agent yet. He has he he, he can opt into his contract and yeah, he's got he forty four. He he's got forty four million coming his way. But he already stated he will opt out of that contract. And then they'll bring him back. You think he'll come back or he won't go somewhere else? I mean, he, I think the Lakers are going to go. In the last four years, he's been in Houston, OKC, and Phoenix. Literally in the last four years, 
You think he, you don't think he's tired of just moving all the time? Just stay ass and feed us and enjoy yourself. Or he's got a home in LA. What money are they going to give him? If he if he's going to, why would he turn down forty four million dollars to go make Maybe fifteen million? Because he's got a ring, he's got endorsements, he's got the state. Bro, $44 million. We were promised, and you posted it, we were promised that team. Space and I want Jam that, 3 with I want Carmelo. That, I want that fucking team. I the want banana boat without D-Wade. <laughs> yeah, without a D-Wade or, or Chris Bosh, man. But I'm... No, Chris Bosh was actually never on that banana boat. It was... It was Chris Paul, Carmelo, D Wade, and LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Bosch but, got kicked out. But but Bosch is part of the clique too, though, man. Like they're no, all the Bosch is not in the, in that in that group chat. They got a separate group chat that included Bosch. But there's a the four of them have a group chat. Whatever. Remember, remember when they put up to D Wade last game? Who was there? Chris yeah. Paul, LeBron, Carmelo, <laughs> D Wade. Ain't no Bosch there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but they're that's the team we're promised, man. I mean, I could see them making a pitch to try and get them and pry them away. Um, I don't know. Chris Paul is Chris Paul is like tricky because like now teams are going to be bidding for him because they see what Chris Paul can do for you. Well, that's the scary thing because I think he if he's going to opt out, he's not opting in for a one year deal to chase a ring. He said he's he wanted the only reason why he was going to opt out was so he can sign a three year three or four year deal. To, to take him to the length of his uh, his uh, contract, I mean, his career. Mm-hmm. Who's going to sign him for three to four years? Somebody desperate. That's what's going to – it's going to be like a Memphis or a he – he's not going there. So, to no. me, take that 44th mil. But it, the thing is that the long-term stability is probably what he's looking for. So, I don't know. L.A., yeah, I don't – I don't. I, that's that's like I think that's a pipe dream that we want to see as fans to yeah. see the the three amigos uh, link up and with AD. But I I just don't see that. This I think is Phoenix is 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 his home right now. I did I do too. This is too early predictions, anyways. Like we're just spitballing shit. I know I'm trying to think like off the top of my head of all the free agents that are out there. I know Schroeder is going to be demanding money, hundred mil. So I can actually I got a list pulled up of some of the top free agents. So we got Kali, Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, John Collins, Lonzo Ball, uh, Duncan Robinson, Devontae Graham. So a lot of a lot of good guard play. Marketing, Taylor Horton Tucker, he's staying in LA. Yeah. So there's some good guard play in there. I think I think Horton Tucker could take over Schroeder's role, in, in my opinion. But that that's as a starter. No, 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 no. Off the bench is what he should be. You should Schroeder, is a starter, though. I know, but we. what should he have been? Off the bench. But who would be the yeah. starting point guard? Yeah. Uh, run without... You know who I think? And we, we talking free agency? Are we talking free agency? Yeah, we can talk a little free agency. Yeah, we right? just skipped over the Suns. Listen, Devin Booker, you'll be back. So, I don't know. But... We were wrong to compare. I was wrong to compare. Talk, to Kobe. We talked about the Suns. We, it's a very short story. I, like, I, but I, I just want to say, because I was on this whole bandwagon. I'm like, yo, that's Kobe. That's Kobe. That's Kobe. He's a long way from that. But it's his first NBA playoffs ever. And he made it to the NBA finals and was within a game of winning the whole thing. So we got to give him credit. So that's what I'm going to say about the Suns. Now, if we're talking free agency, Lonzo Ball. Back to the Los Angeles Lakers, bro. If that happens, you want to talk about the? I would prefer to see Lonzo there rather than CP3. We talk about stories, right? We talk about Giannis's story was crazy, right? 
Lonzo came into the league and his dad ruined his life for a couple of years. Everybody wanted to kill him and he was just, his mental was not right, right? I think he got a break going to New Orleans, staying under the radar, doing his thing. His free throw percentage is up to 78%. He's shooting 38% from three all of a sudden. His jump, his form is fixed. And I think he he, he compliments LeBron perfectly, right? So I think a reunion of Lonzo and LeBron would be the free agency signing I would prefer to see. <laughs> what if they sign and tra- <laughs> they sign and trade him for Kuzma? <laughs> well, Kuzma's out of there, but yeah, they don't Kuzma's need, gone. They Kuzma. don't need they because Lonzo's a free agent. Just sign him, and and then Kuzma got a Kuzma. I don't know where the hell he's going. They might yep. send him. They might send him to the Gunyong uh, Tigers in China. <laughs> he see, gonna, um, he gonna play where Stephon Marbury played. <laughs> You see, like, all the gifts they have of, like, the kid waking up in prison and the guards walking him out. Like, that's how Coos was going to get escorted right. out of L.A. by about to get ran out of L.A. Nobody wants him there no more. No, I'm talking – I'm not even talking players and staff. The fan, If the fans don't want you, bro, Kuz, all he's worried about is his Cisco hair and, you know, getting, yeah, on, getting on these females. He said it before. He's too, he's too, like, pretty boy-esque. Like, that's not going to win for you, man. Like – Get it together. Play play the game you love. He be hanging out with Ben Simmons too much. Right? They be worrying about going out with models and, and going to Wimbledon and stuff. Yeah. Rather, I mean, Jenner sisters, you know what I mean? But um, to yeah. me, Lonzo would be a good signing for L.A. Mike Conley apparently is a free agent. I think he stays in Utah. I think he could, too. I think he saw what happened there, the potential. Um, Kyle Lowry Lowry's a tricky one. Kyle Lowry's a tricky one. We know he won't be back with Toronto. No, he's done. He's done over there. Yeah, they, they're going young. Uh, I think he – I mean, I think Philly really wants him, but he'd probably end up in Miami, and him and Jimmy Butler would be perfect. They'll just be, you know, annoying to annoying with each other because you know how they're just – you know, they do a lot of talking and a lot of just, ah, you know what I mean? I think that would be a perfect – little uh, pair. So I think Miami could be an option for Kyle Lowry. Miami's always a dark horse to sign good players, man. Like Always. Very attractive. Very attractive. No you know, back. it's Pat Riley, bro. Like, he got a little mob mentality hair. <laughs> That's the man. Um, He's like Jerry West. They just cool. <laughs> could you see could you see players getting traded? Like, if you had to think of one big-time player getting traded, who would you think? I mean, Dame's on, on the clock. Dame is on the clock. We know Dame times all. So I'm not. I mean, that's the big one. You know who I think can get traded, but it won't. It wouldn't happen in the offseason. And probably, I don't know. I think Draymond Green. Think Draymond. I think Draymond Green is. Huh? I think it's time to walk on from Draymond. I I think they can find. They can't find anybody who's going to give him his production per se, but they can find somebody cheaper than him that can give them a lot of what he gives, you know what I mean? Like he's a, you know, Charles Barkley calls him the, he's a triple single, you know, he'll get you, eight <laughs> rebounds, he'll get you eight rebounds, eight assists and eight points. You can find somebody cheaper that can get you six rebounds, you know, play pretty good defense and score a couple threes. Like you can get somebody who can do that. So I think Draymond is a name to look at where, you know, I think Dame definitely can be on that, on that, on the move as far as a big time player, Draymond, and then Ben Simmons, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I think so, but uh, Del Morey wants an all-star back. So <laughs> I think I think if the Wizards don't write the ship this year, man, I think somebody's going there. Either it's Westbrook or it's Beal. One of the two are going to go. 
it'd be it'd be man it'd behoove them for it to be bill because he's younger mm-hmm. and westbrook's probably gonna start ring chasing soon but yeah. maybe not you know westbrook's different he would not ring chase <laughs> I don't feel like he would, but I think if they don't write the ship there, I think some somebody's got to move. They got one move. of those two. Yeah, that's that would be mine. Obviously, Dame time. Um, we know where he's he's loyal to them, but if there's going to be something that they just pitch to him and he's like, "Well, get me out of here," then so be it. Right. Um, end of the era. We'll see. But a lot of interesting things are going to happen in this NBA season. So. All right, you want to give some early prediction, or what about even draft? We can talk draft, draft too, like quick little rundown of anything. I Can't mean, who was your favorite player in the draft? I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, so to me, Actually, got, my favorite, my favorite guy is, is Suggs from Gonzaga. I like him a lot. Okay, so we got to me the top three. I know Mobley is projected to go third from USC, but to me, it's Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and uh, Jalen Green uh, and from the from the G League, huh? Two D League guys, exactly, exactly. So there's like five good players in this that are coming out. Top five. There, I mean, it could be. You know how like we look back at uh Trey Young's draft. I'm like, man, that's actually a pretty good draft. It was DeAndre Ayton. It was Trey Young. Bagley is not a bad player. He's just in a bad situation. Everybody uh, in Sacramento. Just don't go to Sacramento. Move no, Sacramento. No, Sacramento is a, is a is a cesspool. It's like, it's just terrible over there. San Jose but, or San Francisco, man. To me, this could be a draft where it's just kind of similar to that. Where like a few years from, like damn, these guys already. So like, Cade Cunningham is going to be a good player. Uh, Jalen Suggs is going to be a good player. Jalen so, Green is going to be a good player. So getting out of the players, there's like rumblings I know of trading for the first pick with Detroit. I know Cleveland wants it. Did you, why would Detroit trade that pick? Houston wants it. I mean, what if you got three first round picks in the next three years? They need they need someone that they can sell. They need to get people to come back to the stadium and watch them play. A, B. They need to get like they they have to go young. To me, to me, the, this draft, the first three players or four players are available. I mean, they're gonna get Cade Cunningham. To yeah. me, Cade sure. Cunningham is ready. Like he's ready to have. A, a stellar rookie season. I've seen comparisons where people compare him to Jason Tatum. I've seen comparisons to Luka Doncic extreme. So I'm like, you got somebody like that. Don't trade him. Like, what do you want from what do you want from Cleveland? I don't, I don't do want think, but do you think do you think they could trade it or no? No, they're not gonna trade it. Because we've they seen go, we've seen number one tricks, number one picks be traded before. This pick will not be traded. Though to me, the biggest threat to make trades in the top 10 is Golden State. Um and Orlando, because they got two. Orlando probably not, but Orlando just doesn't draft well to me. Like, they get lucky with a Shaq, and they get lucky with a Dwight. But outside of that, it's like... They were first overall, though. Yeah, but that's the source that they got lucky with those, right? Yeah, they also... they also First overall pick is a, is a clear shot unless you end up not playing them. Unless, right. unless you draft Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. To Greg Oden's defense, we didn't know it was going to be that bad. I saw Greg Oden playing in the big three this weekend. Yeah. Ice Cube's league. I was like, at least he's still playing basketball. He looks. Andre Aiden look older than him. They look about the same age now. <laughs> they look about the same age now. But, uh, but yeah, like to me, they can't miss with, with Kate. I think Houston probably goes Jalen Green. You can't miss with him. He's got G League experience. So to me, yeah. he's already ahead of the curve. He's already played with people who have been professionals or are professionals. So, um, it, it, you know, it's to me, I don't think you'll see probably Golden State move. You probably see 
Cleveland do something or Toronto. Like one of those two will probably, but nothing. I don't think anything, anything crazy. I don't think we'll see anything too crazy. I think it's gonna go kind of according to plan and keep it moving. Yeah, I miss the crazy draft nights for like we wait. We're waiting in there and we see. Oh, is it the Clippers trade Elton Brand for the rights to who is it? Uh, Tyson Chandler. I'm Tyson, like, yeah. yo, <laughs> Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. Like, Jesus, man, that's insane. Back to back. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see something. I don't, I don't really anticipate anything crazy happening either. But I feel like the Rockets are always poised to be good, and they'll go sign like a big superstar, and then wait a little bit and then they find like everything comes into fruition so maybe with more or whoever who's the new gm over there more is not there anymore is he he's gone no more is with philly now that's right who's the new gm whoever the new gm Fatata is or something like that i don't know man but i feel like if anyone were to trade up to number one i feel like houston would Raphael stone maybe he's stoned and wants to make a big trade who knows never never wait of him never yeah. wait of him. <laughs> that's cool. you want to give early predictions for Different awards or nah, not awards. Nah. <laughs> Luca Doncic is gonna be the MVP. You say Luca, I say KD. Okay, I got Luca. <laughs> I say KD is just mad. He's just he, like he's, he's whooping right now as we. Speak. But the thing is, is that KD is gonna have Kyrie and James Harden there taken from his stats. Luca so. got nobody. Luca, Luca got nobody over there. It's just him. And a bunch of guys that know their roles, except for KP. Chris I, hope, I hope they sign somebody big next year. Oh, that's the trade. Kristaps is on the move. Kristaps is gone. Kristaps is on the move. Yeah, they, they keep saying the talk over there, but we all thought they were buddies and shit like that, but I don't think they're buddies. Man, Kristaps, look, he was a number six overall pick. In his head, he's like, he's that dude. You know what I mean? So and he should feel like that, but Luca. He needs to understand his role. Like, look, I know I'm I can be good if I'm healthy, but that dude Luca, I'm gonna defer to him. See, that's Milwaukee. Chris Middleton knows he can go drop 40, but he knows Giannis is the guy. And you don't see him complaining, begging for the ball, feeling like he's never too high, never too low. And back to Milwaukee, remember the playoff? I think the playoffs started and they're asking Giannis, you know, how he's gonna approach the playoffs. And he said, he's like, you know, don't get too high, don't get too low. They're very, that whole team identified, it's like with them with that. Like they they kept that even keel the whole way. I mean, down 0-2 to come back and win, even keel the whole way. Uh, but yeah, Chris Dabbs, he's not even keel because he doesn't understand that Luca's the dude, bro. He's the, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> he's got to go. <laughs> he's just got to go. I, I feel bad, but you know where I can see him doing well? Los Angeles, bro. Put him with the Lakers. The Lakers? I bet you LeBron can. Hell no. He'd probably be better suited for the Clippers, not the Lakers. I bet you LeBron can mold that boy. You? Why would they want another player that's always injured? AD is always injured. You don't want another. Your two bigs would not be on the court ever at the same time. You think LeBron at his 37-year-old age, he just saved the world. In, in Space Jam, you think he wants to deal with old ass AD, who's he's who's thirty, but he plays like he's fifty because his knees is always hurt. And Chris stops. Nah, it's a, bro. <laughs> a gamble, and I hear the link to it. That's all I know. And 
I think it would be a good fit. I heard they were. I heard they were linked to Damian Lillard. They, they got. They don't got the bricks in their pocket to get Damian Lillard. Everybody, everybody's freaking linked linked to everybody. No, it's really just a few. They had New York, L.A., L, both L.A. teams, Miami. Don't, don't say New York because it's never gonna happen. The day it happens, like Zion on the way. Zion coming. Bro. Zion on the way to play with somebody. <laughs> Julius Randle is wasting his time, and then we'll get rid of him, and we'll just crap all over again so we'll we'll, we'll wait and see let's not let's let's switch basketball talk let's go to olympic disaster uh so everybody knows that the olympics are like on the fritz right now there's covid breaks going on in japan uh harsh living conditions in the olympic village like don't forget some of these some of these players are millionaires too they're millionaires living in like these little shitty barracks or bunk bunkers, whatever they are. Oh, with cardboard, like cardboard boxes. Yeah. What in tarnation is that? Exactly. So first question is, I guess, can you expect the do you expect the Olympics to happen this year? Yeah, it's too late to cancel last second. They said don't rule it out. They said don't yeah. rule out a last minute cancellation. Listen, they they've already soccer is already women's soccer already started. US lost to Sweden, unfortunately. So and uh yeah, softball, a softball game already happened. Skateboarding too. Skateboarding happened? Skateboarding's in the Olympics. No, yo, you remember uh William Campbell and Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the black guy? Mm-hmm. That's the guy I always play with. I'm like, I'm gonna play with I'm gonna play with Tony Hawk, I'm gonna play with the black guy. <laughs> Who else am I gonna play with? But uh damn, I should I would I wish I would have known that. That's extreme game stuff. But uh but yeah, so the Olympics already started and the opening ceremony is two days from now. Now I don't know how that's going to work. I'm so used to the Olympics being this, this spectacle is beautiful. When they lighten up the torch, it's the most beautiful thing ever. And they're not even allowing fans to watch this. <laughs> so this might be some, it, it might be, a, it's going to be like the bubble. When we watched, you know, we, we sat ourselves and forced ourselves in 2020 to watch the NBA playoffs in the bubble and how just weird it was to see screens of people and, you know, fans, it's going to be just like that. It's going to be weird. Uh, people are going to be sleeping on cots and eating bologna sandwiches. But it's a month long. You in, you out. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's as good as uh, all go right now, too. Uh, but Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton are already on that private jet awkwardly sitting next to each other. <laughs> On the way to Tokyo as we speak. So. The most awkward flight, man. The most <laughs> awkward flight, man. I can't, yo, I want to be. A, I would love to be a fly on that wall. Deep book, deep book got his headphones in, sitting in the back. James, I mean James, uh, I mean Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton popping champagne, champagne, celebrating on Facetime with Giannis. <laughs> hey, you want, you want some of this? <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, oh, never mind. You never mind. You stay back there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the Olympics are are good to go. It's it's just it's crazy with a country like um, so like in Asia. I'm not I'm not trying to play stereotypes or anything like that. I'm just going by what I see and all the different illnesses that they have over there. That a lot of people do wear masks over there. More and, so in China because the air quality is not good in China. Yeah, the air quality sucks there. But but even in Japan, the air quality is like so so as, as well. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it too much in Japan. Now you gotta keep in mind. Tokyo is a rich city and Japan is a rich, it's, it's not like it's a poor country. They're not like the typical 
you know, just, oh, dirt everywhere because it's not the United States. And everyone assumes anywhere but the United States is dirt. It's not like that. They're, they got money over there. Everything, a lot of stuff comes from Tokyo and Japan and stuff like that. But like the living conditions, like you couldn't build a better Olympic city for these people to stay. That part, I'm pretty sure COVID messed a lot of that up. Because you realize when they do bring the Olympics or the World Cup in soccer to a, to a, like a whole city, for example, Brazil, you, they, they put billions of dollars into the infrastructure and build hotels and buildings and, and uh, stadiums and stuff like that in a matter of four years because they know they have it four years ago. I think COVID hit and a lot of their, their production and construction probably slowed the hell down for a few months. They probably lost a few guys and a few women. Who are probably working and they probably just ran out of time, honestly. Because I mean, COVID's think about it, COVID's been around on this side of the world since technically like January 2020. COVID's been in what in, in the other hemisphere since like November, yeah, November 2019, October, October, October 2019. So it's been around for a while, a lot longer over there. So they've been kind of in the shit for the last two years, if you think about it. So they probably just ran out of time, honestly. And they have they didn't have enough bodies to just want to keep doing labor and building, or enough contractors to build the buildings or build the a better condition for the for that many people that they anticipate coming through. So, you know, it's like one of those things. Like I said, like with the the bubble, they did a good job as a resort. But like you gotta have. Let me think about it. Yes, some of these guys are professionals, but a lot of these are kids. They're like 16, 17, 18. Like the gym, gymnastics, you know, sailing, they're probably like 19, 20. A lot of these swimmers are like six. It's just a, you're just staying at a AAU place. They like stay in a little Motel 6 or a hotel. So now a lot of these guys that are there don't already don't have these big egos where like they're used to fine dining and, you know, all that stuff. So to me, if you want to represent your country and you want to bring back some, some, some hardware, you're going to have to just go through these conditions and you can talk about it in your autobiography for eight years from now. <laughs> so do you think like the Olympic committee fucked this up again, like pushing this too soon? And what, what could they have done? What could they have done in your opinion? Well, if we look at it from a construction standpoint, if stuff isn't physically ready to go, I mean, there's a halt right there. I know we say the Olympics every four years, but you said it. We all know it whenever they have the Olympics or are hosting the World Cup or hosting a big event that the entire world is invited to into a certain region, they pump a lot of money into it. And I know COVID has definitely played its part into this. But once again, this is kind of like the NBA rushing into things. You're rushing into an Olympics now because, oh, it's four years. We got to get going. Or it was supposed to be last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be last year. It was supposed to be last that's, year. So, so that's the thing. Like, it was supposed to be last year. If they what they can't move it past 2021, because if it's 2022, a lot of people doing the World Cup, a lot of doing the FIBA championships, they're doing the FIFA championships, they're doing all these different things. They plan it specifically for this reason to be every four years, it's like the perfect time. So if they if they somehow have to fast forward it, then you're doing an Olympics in 2022 and then you're doing another one in 2024. When's the last time? When's the last time? Um uh Tokyo ho hosted the Olympics, you know? Couldn't tell you. I mean, I can I can ask my my uh my <laughs> analyst, my researcher. Ask him really quick. I'm gonna ask my researcher, but to me, um 
I'm sure there's Olympic Village built already that you can you can definitely modify. I don't remember them ever being. They've never been in Tokyo. I don't think they've ever been in Tokyo. To be honest with you. Yeah, historically, I mean, I I, I haven't seen it. It's not showing on here. So my 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 analyst got back to me. He said the shit don't add up. He said something. He said something is not adding up. But I mean, oh, it, um, yes, 1964. Okay, so it's very outdated, if anything. 1964. Um, this is like, you know, right after World War II, and there's in between the Cold War and Korean War just happened. A lot of stuff was going on in the 1960s and 50s and stuff like that. So, yeah, that infrastructure is not the same. Japan ain't having a good rap at that point either. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just I just think like sometimes you have to bite the bullet on stuff and money is the root of all evil. I get that. There's so much money behind this. But if you're sending your best out there for each country and they're sleeping on cardboard cots and things like that. But can you imagine the amount of money they've lost in the last year and a half? They must, I mean, they must, they have the money, but they don't have the money anymore because they're paying for hospital beds and paying for co- the cap capacity and paying for vaccines and paying for this and paying for that. So the money is not just going to drop out of thin air. Like the money probably was there, but the, I mean, damn, the budget changed. Yeah, <laughs> the budget the changed for something more important. I don't know the lay of the land of, of uh, Tokyo or Japan or any of that shit, but I, I just feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like the Olympics are just, they're hiccuping a lot of stuff right now from not sending homegirl over there with that little incident and the way the infrastructure is right now and the living conditions and all of that and the, and the outbreak of stuff. It's just sometimes you got to bite the bullet on stuff or take a page from the NBA and find a way to do a bubble in different places. Like find a place. How many that people you think they can, we talk about the whole world. They can't get in the whole world in no damn bubble. The Olympics enough is a bubble like they they olympic villages are built to be a bubble as it is there's no way there's no way you can confine them any more than they're already confined because they're already they already gave them the ground rules you can't leave olympic village for the first 14 days that you're there blah 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 they've already laid this they've already laid down the groundwork fans are not there (laughs) find the guy who does the analytics for baseball and Throw him into this mix. I would not trust him with, with that many people. You know, I don't, I don't trust analytics. I'm not going to trust him with the whole world. I'm not going to trust him with the whole world. Sam I, and I, just, I just think once again, it's it's just we're rushing stuff and we're not looking for people's safety and we just want to put something on TV for you to watch. And it's that time we need to do it. But it's not put people. They, they want the money. <laughs> I know that, but, but that, if you're that, that's the whole the boxes, point. They need this. We know that, but if you're not checking out the boxes, I, I just think like it's like cookie cutting shit. Don't cookie cut shit just so you can put them on TV. Like like you cookie cut shit, your building falls down. Look at the shit that happened in Miami where the building fell because they didn't build shit right. Cookie cut shit, make a place look nice, it's gonna crumble. Make everything look nice, shit's gonna crumble sometimes. I'm personally thinking that if they were to just stop midway through it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they stop with it. I I mean, I remember all the COVID cases we were getting during the NBA season and the NFL season, and everyone kept saying they need a pause. Did they pause? Hell no. no. Kept but this shit going. The, the, the gravy train keeps going. <laughs> it's always going to keep. So remember in the, in the college college uh, baseball World Series, uh, what school is it that they had to get withdrawn because of, of COVID? I don't remember. It was one of the, it was in the semifinal, I believe. And they had a COVID case, a COVID case outbreak or whatever. 
and they got withdrawn from the from the college war, college baseball world series and the team that they were supposed to be at Vanderbilt I believe it was no, were, it was either their play it, they, so whoever Van, I don't remember long story short that they're not going to stop the whole Olympics because of the COVID outbreak they're going to they're going to nicely remove the person that has the COVID <laughs> and say sir or ma'am you cannot be here anymore <laughs> and it'll be Keep it moving, guys. You got to play with four players on the on NBA, on the basketball court. Play with four players. If you only got two gymnasts, I hope it's uh, Simone Biles. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't, it's going to, nothing's going to change, man. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The way I, I see and it. Really quick, guys. So right now, our two favorite baseball teams are playing baseball against each other. It's the Phillies versus the Yankees. Um, Torres has hit a solo home run. Uh, so it's not 2-1 Phillies, in case anybody cares. Um, but continue, sir. <laughs> I just think, like, if you have certain events that you can host in a certain area, you create a bubble out of those certain events. So, like, if uh, I'm just throwing things that if track and field is all played in the same area that the shot put and all that is, you bubble those guys. Yeah, it's field. And so that they would all be together. Yeah. And, and, you, and you bubble them in certain things like that. That's that's the kind of bubble. I mean, not like one giant bubble that you guys have these guys under. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that they're probably already doing that. They're, they're taking those precautions already. I don't know. I but, guess I didn't do my research too much to talk on this. So. But the problem is that still, it's, you know, the majority of the teams that are there it's under like their 80% uh, vaccination thing. So, and then there's there's already an outbreak that's happening in Japan as we speak again. So that's the problem. And they don't have any control over any of that though. So all that they can, all that they control, all that they can control is take care of our little area that our players are going to be at, make sure that they're following and adhering to the rules. And as long as they're doing that, I mean, that's all they can do at this point. I mean, at this point, you already you know postponed it for a year. You guys, you got people who've already flown all the way across the world. I mean, don't the flight from Milwaukee to Tokyo is not five, 10 hours. It's a, that's a 15 to 20 to 24 hour flight. That's a long time. So you already got guys that are flying over there, money invested in people being over there. You have all these ads and commercials that already scheduled to air, Toyota being one of those I've heard. A lot of ads are already ready to, they've already spent the money. Like, look, we got to do these ads 30 seconds. Nike's going to have something. Gatorade's going to have something. You know how it is. Yeah. They've already spent the money to get everyone over there. They're not going to stop it on, on a dime like that. It's impossible. It's just, they're going to have to keep the gravy train going no matter what. All I can say is somebody's getting fired. And, it, they'll, and you'll never know who it is and they'll get replaced. <laughs> and if the new president of the IOC will be Dan Fouts, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, exactly. we'll keep it going. All right, man. Well, whatever. We're we're excited to watch the Olympics. I'm excited to see how Team USA does in all sports across everything. As long Hopefully. as we dominate uh, gymnastics. Oh, Simone Biles, AKA man. Simone Biles, do your thing, girl. As long as we do that, man, I'm, I'm cool. I don't know about Team USA basketball. Keldon Johnson and uh, Javale McGee. McGee. See that part. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that. <laughs> I don't know either. I think if I if I was a gambling man, I wouldn't put all my money, all my money into that. Absolutely no way. That's that's a way. That's a I'm sacrificing money at that point. But they could very well go and win it easily, right? But Javale McGee and Keldon Johnson. 
That's the best we could send. Kelvin Johnson not a bad player though. I mean, he was I think he was first team all rookie or second team. Remember, you remember we did our uh we looked at the rookie selection. You're like, who the hell's Kelvin Johnson? I was like, he's no, he's a decent player for San Antonio. And now look, he's in the Olympics. He's so great. He's going to the Olympics. He's going to the Olympics. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's let's wrap up the show. Our fun segment today is going to be uh, since the the Krakens did their draft uh, expansion draft, we're going to give our top five best expansion teams of all time. You know what we need when we get into our into the, into our fun segment. We need like a a tune, like sure. a so people send us tunes that we can use to get us ready for the fun segment. Because A Rod was reading this, reading, was looking at this like he was he wasn't excited to do this fun segment. Now I'm excited, so we need a tune to get us. Then you know something crazy to get us, you know, excited for the fun segment. So I'll let y'all decide that. Maybe we'll get some sponsorship, and I'll hit up like you know TNT or something. They can come up with something for me. But he just talks yeah. a lot out of his ass. But I'm okay. But the top five expansion teams of all time. Can I go first? Yeah, you're gonna you want to go five, four, three? Just us rattle them all. We'll just name them all five okay. through one. Okay. So my number five greatest expansion team of all time. The Toronto, Rap- Toronto Raptors. Now, basketball was introduced uh, to, to Canada with the Vancouver Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors. Vancouver did not survive uh, the introduction of basketball to the country. And now they're in the Memphis, they're the Memphis Grizzlies now. Toronto survived. Their fans are crazy. They got Drake on ever on the sideline now. So that's hella money poured into that program. They just recently played in Tampa, which is which is awesome. But makes me tell you that Tampa Bay will be the next expansion team for basketball. Uh, Seattle needs a team as well. See, uh, the Super Suns need to come back. But anyway, uh, to, Toronto to me, if they won a championship finally, so to me, Toronto that's number five. Okay, number four. I actually swap my number three and number four. My number four. Shout out to the hometowns, the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays have not been in the MLB as long as a lot of these teams in the MLB. They just came around in the 90s. Everyone tells me they remember going to the first game and blase, 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 right? The Tampa Bay Rays are the class of the AL lately. Like, they've been in the last, you know, 13 years, they've been to the, uh, to the, to the uh, World Series, what, twice now? They're constantly at the top or battling for the top in the AL East. They figured out how to play money ball and spend $60 million a year while other teams are spending 400 and still be relevant. So they've mastered the money ball. They, you know, we got to give a shout out to the American, to the American league East second best for now, but about to be first best. I'm actually going to the Red Sox game on on August 1st. So hopefully by then the Rays overtake the, uh, the Red Sox. So that's my number four. Uh, shout out to Evan Longoria, OG, uh, Madden, OG, Carl Crawford and BJ Upton, OG, Wade Boggs, the OGs. Uh, shout out to all the OGs. Yeah. And, and then shout out to the new dudes. You know, uh, uh, you know shout out to my boy, uh, Ben Zobris. That was, my, that was my favorite player at that time. Uh, yeah, so shout out to all, to all the uh, Rays. Number three, the tragic story of the Baltimore Colts being moved out of Baltimore in a Mayflower van. Baltimore is not left with no team. They just sit there like, wow, we don't have a team. And in comes the Baltimore Ravens. And who did the Baltimore Ravens get early? They get Ray Lewis. 
Then they get Airy. Then they get Shannon Sharp. Then they get this, that, and the third. Next thing you know, they won a chance. They've won a Super Bowl within five years. An expansion team in Baltimore, after the heartbreak of losing the Colts, are now Super Bowl champions quickly, right? Since then, they've won another Super Bowl. They've had legends in Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson's building his legacy right now. Ray Lewis, we all know, greatest linebacker of all time. Ed Reed, arguably the greatest safety of all time. Uh, They've had running backs galore. Baltimore has been an exciting team to watch. Baltimore Ravens, that's my number three. My number two, Tampa Bay Lightning. Got to shout out the hometown again, Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been an excellent franchise since they got, I think they came in in 1993, three, three Stanley Cups, 04, and now back-to-back. And when I was first living in Detroit, I was a Red Wing fan. Don't get me wrong. I moved to Orlando, and I was like, oh, there's a team close by. At first, I thought it was the Solar Bears, but that's our minor league team. I was like, oh, there's a Lightning. And I started watching the Lightning. 04, they won. I was like, yeah, I'm a Lightning fan. So, yeah, I'm a bandwagon fan, but from 17 years ago, and I've been watching them ever since. Got a shout out to Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been holding it down for the city. If you go, everybody, if you go to downtown right now, it's being completely rebuilt. Why? Because of the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Vinic money. Vinic, exactly. And of course, uh, Bill Gates putting like a couple of bills himself as well. But they're all doing this. And the success of the Tampa Bay Lightning is part of the reason why. Okay. Number one, the Miami Heat. You're going to take my talents to South Beach. My Miami Heat, the South Beach, Miami Heat, Heatles. Like they've been in the league, what's in 1989, if I'm not mistaken. Also, just like the Lightning, three. Three world championships, one with the mayor, uh, D-Wade, and one with the Kang, LeBron James, or two with the Kang, LeBron James. But if you look at their history, they've always been they've always been a good team. They were part of the rivalry that was in the 90s with the Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets and the Pacers and the Bulls, where it was a logjam. You saw the best fights. We saw Jeff Van Gundy being drugged through the uh through the court. We've seen it all with the Heat, Tim Hardaway, um, Ronnie Cycli, uh, man, uh, Glenn Rice. Uh, I mean, they, they, they've had an exciting. Dan Marley. Dan Marley. Eddie Jones got there eventually. It's been exciting, guys. It's been exciting. So Miami Heat, mind you, they had the 1B or 1A, whatever he wants to be, to Michael Jordan on their team for a few years, and they went to four straight NBA finals. They, they got to the finals again with Jimmy Butler. They keep the tradition going. I got the Heat as my number one team. All right. We got a lot of the same things. Okay. Um, I don't have the Rays in mind, though. The Rays. Because you a hater, bro. I'm not a hater. The Diamondbacks have a better argument than the Rays. The only reason why I put, like, look, the Rays, all the the teams I put on my team won a championship. The Rays have not. So I was actually skeptical to put the Rays on there. But they, you got to give it to them, bro. They figured out this money ball shit. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I give them that. They figured out the money ball thing, but they're, they'd be in my top 10, but they're not, they're not my, my top five. I can respect that. I can respect so, that. So my fifth, even the Diamondbacks aren't in it either. Diamondbacks would be on the outside looking in. So my fifth team, even though they historically suck, in the short time that they've been around for, have won two championships. Marlins? The Yankees. The Marlins. I, I was, so I was between the Raids and the Marlins. But and I was like, dog, the Marlins had two playoff appearances and then won two World Series just like that. But 
they've spent more time sucking than those two random. They've sent all their best players to other teams. Think about it. They've had an amazing group of players that played there, and and they're all on different teams. So to me – develop talent and then they get moved is what happens and then it's wash and repeat again but now that jeter's there and they went to the playoffs last year i mean they're not gonna go this that year. playoffs was not real bro it was like 18 teams that got there that was but okay. still, regardless it's it's in the playoffs so whatever i'm putting i'm putting the marlins there you know you beat the the indians that year once again they 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 had a team of good players that just gelled well and then of course they became superstars once they left the the gary sheffields Sheffield, the, yeah. Who else was there? The Conines, the Moises Alus, the the Levon Hernandez's. All those guys became big name players when they went went on. Um, but that second one, that second one, they was, had Dontrell Willis. They had Pudge. <laughs> Pudge. They, you know how I feel about J T. Ramuto now. Pudge At that time, that's how I felt about Pudge. Like those, are, I've always been a fan of catchers. So. Yeah, me me too. I play catcher, so uh, when I play baseball, so Yvonne Rodriguez has always been a fa- uh, favorite of mine too. But just Juan Pierre there doing his thing was really good too. Uh, you got to see a really good team take down the Yankees, and yeah, I was mad, but it was it was it's baseball. I love baseball. At the end of the day, and my dog Don Troy Willis was swaggy with it. <laughs> he was man that high leg and the high leg, man. and then Miguel Cabrera and him. That was Miguel Cabrera's first World Series. He, he broke out. Ring. Yeah, he got a ring, but he didn't play in the World Series. So he broke out after that. Yep. Uh, my number four is the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, they just won a championship recently, but they produced uh, two rookies of the year and rookie of the year in 95 during their expansion was Damon Stoudemire. Oh, yeah. Touche. And then we got to talk about that slam dunk contest that Vince Carter put Toronto on the map. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter honestly made it cool to play for the Raptors. Think mm-hmm. about it. They drafted he made it up. cool to play up there. They had really good drafts. They drafted Damon Stoudemire, Tracy Marcus Camby, uh, Vince Carter, Chris Bosch. They draft well. Um, so you can't DeMar DeRozan. Don't disrespect DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they go and get the good players that they need. Uh, so my three, I'm looking at my list right now, my three would be the Baltimore Ravens too. In the short time period that they came into the league, they've been dominant, drafting well, producing some of the best defenses you've seen. They and don't have losing they, seasons in Baltimore. They don't. They <laughs> Super don't. It's, rare. It's very rare. And then their head coaching is always stagnant with one head coach for a very, very long time. That's because they they've had a black GM for a long time until recently, Ozzie Newsom. I'm just yeah. saying, he can do the job, guys. Anyway. Exactly. But I put Baltimore there, too. My three. My number two is the Tampa Bay Lightning. You have to put them there. They're just so freaking good in the short time frame that they have. They put a... They put a good team out for the last like five or six years. Yes, some pieces have left, but some have come in and they're finding Veselevsky, which is the greatest. Beautiful. Thing ever. <laughs> Beautiful. That guy's lights out the best goalie in hockey. So you have him, you have three championships back to back. Um, they should have they should have won the year before and probably won the year before. They had the greatest regular season of all time. <laughs> and and lose first round. Losing the first round. Makes <laughs> no sense. But uh, Gord is gone. Gord is to the expansion draft to the Kraken. Damn, Gord, my Gord was my guy. <laughs> Everybody thought it was Tyler Johnson, but it's Gord. Uh, so that sucks. But they're my number two, and of course, number one, you got to put the Miami Heat. The Heatles. You got. I'm you got arguably <laughs> one of the best shooting guards of all time, winning it with Shaq, the most dominant player, coming to the end of his dominance. But knowing his role, saying that D Wade was like his Kobe. 
and letting D Wade shine, then you get the big three introduced. And we should have seen not one, not two, not three, but you know, we should have had all those all those finals won by them just slaughtering everybody in the NBA. If LeBron would have stayed, they would have got they would have got to eight straight finals. <laughs> Think yeah. about it. He got to four straight there, got to four straight in Cleveland. They would have got to eight straight finals with LeBron there. And when and when the Heat suck, they suck for a very short period of time. Yeah. Like, they go through a rebuilding phase and then slow. Power. It's like a quick rebuild, though. It's not like a. When we saw that team put around Jimmy Butler, we come on. We were all like, "This ain't gonna be that." Finals. Like, they made yeah, it to the finals. finals. Duncan Robinson is is like a team. Is like a player teams are targeting now. Like he made his name for himself just on that street. He's he, a good he, player. He's gonna get money. He's gonna get money this year. Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be an all star. He's at best in a three point competition. Listen, he's the type of person that Milwaukee will get, and he'll play his role perfectly. Exactly. You know what? You know who Duncan Robinson is? He's the same player as like Ryan Anderson or me. No, nah, he's like Ryan, he's Kyle Corver. When Ryan, no, nah, when Ryan Anderson was young, he was a baller. Bro. He was, he was. Balling with Orlando. He was balling with Houston, wherever he was. He was good with Orlando. He was really Nuggets, good with Orlando. The Nuggets is where he first started off with. Yeah. He was balling in. I was like, okay, this boy's kind of nice. And then he just started balling. I was like, Jesus. That, he had that J. He had that J. That's his ceiling to me, is, 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 is Ryan Anderson. But the, the slam dunk t- contest winner with Harold Minor, like, they, they've got swag. The, the yeah, heat, the heat but, yeah. You, you want to play for the you heat. Got, you got two live crew, Uncle Luke over there just chilling. Yeah, you, make, get, so you get stars at the game every night. I mean, come the on. Fans, gonna, the fans are fair weather, but, like, stars are there. Stars they don't are show there. up in the first quarter. They'll, they'll slowly get there in the second with their little margaritas and cocktails and stuff. You know, J-Lo going to be in the stands and all white looking beautiful. It, it, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful slow before they get there. But once they're there and they got them all whites on and Ray Allen, oh, Bosh, oh, LeBron, oh, he missed, tap to, to Allen. Bang! You don't get that. <laughs> I just wanted one bang during the finals. We didn't Bro, get yeah, he was like, it's good. A lot of, it's good. Like, just say fucking bang. Just bang. <laughs> That's all I want to hear, man. That's what I wanted to hear. We should have got a bang last, last night. We should have got one last night, man. That's all I want. I tweeted that shit too. I was like, "Come on, man." Give me hey, a- but my brain, you gotta give it. My brain is dope, though. Like we're, we're losing Marv Albert uh, now, which sucks. So we, we, all we have left is Mike Breen. Kevin Harlan's pretty good, but we're losing. We're losing Marv Albert. So Mike Breen, we gotta we gotta cherish him. I'm okay with Marv Albert leaving. Just give Mike Breen more time, man. Like give Mike Breen more time. Mike, Mike Breen, the reason why he is y'all fault because he's he does the the, the Knicks games. So he does the Knicks games on, on yes, and then he does the ESPN games on like Sunday or Saturday night primetime where it's Mark Jackson and, and Jeff. But I'm starting a hashtag free my free Mike Breen. No, nah, no, he's perfect for the Knicks though. He's he's I know, like him. I love him for the bro. Knicks. He's he's honestly now to me for basketball games between Mike Breen and Kevin Harlan, tough. But I, I probably go Breen. <laughs> I would, but then I got to listen to Mark Jackson preach, and then Jeff Van Gundy say some out of off the walls. <laughs> I like them, man. They're like they're like two grumpy old men. No, cool they're the that. perfect trio, bro. But the, <laughs> they're a perfect trio. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the show, man. Uh, Twitter, yeah. find us at Fair underscore Weather Pod. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the Fair Weather Podcast. You can find us there, and wherever you subscribe to Apple. Uh, or Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. There's a lot of different ones that I actually, there's a lot of podcast places that y'all don't even know about. We're there. Subscribe We're there. on every single one of those. Why not? One of one subscribe per 
uh, podcast app. Why not? It doesn't hurt nobody. It takes you two seconds. Smash that subscribe and like button, guys. Hey, shout out to my dog, Giannis, um, and uh, Bobby Borders, of course. <laughs> and uh, we go, hey, listen, we got a big episode starting next week. We're getting into our NFL stuff. We got a special, special Tampa episode next week. And then we, we jump right into NFL preview. NCAA preview is about to get litty uh, up in this Bobby bitch. <laughs> yeah, we'll be having guests on too. So we got every week, pretty much. We're excited. We're excited for our next guest. Some some local some local studs. <laughs> Peace. Later.